Hello there. I'm so excited that you joined me today. I'm so excited to be here. Jesus is preparing us for his return. Starting with living in heaven on the earth. He wants to teach us his way and so that we can walk right through that door when he opens it. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for teaching us your way. We thank you that you want us to know that you don't want to be a mystery to us, but you are trying to get the truth to us so that we can know you, so that we can walk in the word right here in heaven on the earth and show others how wonderful you are. So we just give you the floor today, Jesus. We thank you for just taking over. We love you and give you all the glory. So Jesus wants to talk to us today about how we are defeated by the enemy. And most people don't even know they're defeated by the enemy. They don't know what's going on. All this confusion comes in. You started out believing Jesus for something, and then you ended up quitting and giving up. And the answer to that is not attending to the word. If you don't attend to the word of God, then you're not going to know what's going on. Because the mysteries are revealed in the word of God. Jesus said that. He says, there's a lamp brought to be put under a peck measure or under a bed and not to be put on a lampstand. Things are hidden temporarily only as a means to revelation. But there's nothing hidden except to be revealed. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening so he can perceive and comprehend. And so when you start out believing Jesus for something, it takes your time and attention to understand what's going on. To know, Jesus said in Mark 4, if you don't get this one thing, you're not going to understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And then in verse 19, he explains all the things that he uses to suffocate the word, to make it unfruitful. And all the things that Jesus has mentioned, Jesus mentions here is really how you feel. He uses your feelings, what you feel like, what it looks like to control you and to get you off of believing Jesus. And how you feel is really the opposite of faith because with faith, you're not looking at what is. You're looking at what you're expecting, what you're calling into existence. So he uses the cares and the anxieties of the world you know, worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, distractions of the age, pleasure and delight, a false glamour, deceitfulness of riches, the craving, passionate desires for other things come and creep in and choke. Notice, creep in and choke and suffocate the word. And it becomes fruitless. No promise manifests because the enemy has pulled one over on you. He uses how you feel, the lust of your flesh. The cares and anxieties of the world, it gets you to worry about things. And so we have to have this understanding in order to win. The enemy isn't going to just let you win without a fight. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Corinthians says to take captive every thought because he comes into your thinking. And make every thought line up with the word of God. And you can't do that without giving the word of God your attention. And so let's just say you're believing God for something and someone comes and hurts you and gets you offended. 
the enemy knows that when he gets you offended, you're not going to be walking in love. And so he has choked that word and it becomes unfruitful. And not only that, you know, he'll go a step further and get you to eat that whole cherry pie because, you know, he, he's got you thinking that it's going to make you feel better to have that pie. And then you feel worse because you ate a whole pie, of course. And not only that, and when you eat a whole pie or when you go to something besides Jesus, it's a God before God. Now you have a God before God, and you are offended, and you're miserable. And that's what he likes to do, and, and just add one thing after another. And then, you know, pretty soon um, you've put on some weight or you got sick, and and it just escalates and escalates. And that was just one example, but that's how the enemy works. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to keep Jesus from you. He doesn't want the manifestation of those promises to happen in your life, so he suffocates them with how you feel. He gets you to live by your feelings. Rather than going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I got hurt. I need you to love me. I I need you to heal me. He wants you to go to that pie or go shopping, you know, anything other than Jesus, anything that you use besides Jesus to feel better is a God before God, and Satan knows that. And so we have to know the wiles of the enemy. We have to have understanding that he has a a ploy against you. He is out to still not only your good life here that Jesus came to give you, but your eternal life, and he does that with your feelings. He, he tries to get you to live by how you feel, what makes sense. And Jesus is telling you, if you, if you pay attention to the Word of God, that you're going to come out on top. You're going to see the manifestation of those promises in your life. You're going to have fruit in your life. So he said to them, is a lamp brought to put under a peck measure or under bed and not a lampstand? Question mark. Things are hidden temporarily only as a means to revelation. For there's nothing hidden except to be revealed, nor is anything temporary kept secret in order that it may be known. He wants you to know. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening and perceive and comprehend. So many people, you know, are believing Jesus or something, but they're listening to something else. They have their attention on something else. Be careful what you're hearing, Jesus said. The measure of thoughts that you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and even more besides. You want to get this thing. You want to learn how to live in the kingdom of God, living in heaven on the earth, so you can prove that God's will is good and perfect, so you can be a part of his life and prepare the way for him. Show that his will is good and perfect. And he's told you the answers to be careful what you're hearing. Keep hearing the word of God, and the more you hear, the more understanding you have, the more you walk in it, the more fruit you're going to have in your life, and then you're going to be that witness for him. Him who has ears, him who has will be given more, and him who has nothing, even what he has, will be taken from, from him by force. Let me read 24 again. He said to them, be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be, measure, will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and even more besides. 
That goes to Luke 638. Given will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But for, so, so him who has will be given more, but him, he who has nothing, even what he has, will be taken by force. The enemy is going to come and take even what revelation you had from you because you've been giving him your attention. So the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed upon the ground and he continues sleeping and rising day and night while the seed sprouts and grows and increases, and he knows not how. When you keep living in the kingdom of God, you pay attention to the word of God, then you're just gonna, it's just going to happen, and you're not going to know how it happened. You can't even explain it. And then he said that the earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the corn. So you don't know when it, you know, it's, it's planted, you planted those seeds and then it just starts coming up. And then he said, to what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable should we use to illustrate or explain it? And then he said, it's like a grain of mustard seed, which was when sown in the ground, the smallest seed of all upon the earth. But yet after it's sown, it grows and becomes the greatest of all the garden herbs and puts out large branches so the birds of the air are able to make nests and dwell in its shade. And so what he's saying is, you're going to be great in the kingdom of God and all, all these other people are going to be able to come to you and learn what you have learned. So he needs us to do this. He needs us to go for him. Would you go for him? Would you step out? Just read and meditate Mark Mark 4 so you know what the enemy is up to and so that you can help, so you can prepare the way for Jesus. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you never asked Jesus, come live on the inside of your Revelation 3.20. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you... Heed his voice, he will come and live on the inside of you. You can't do anything if you don't heed his voice. If you don't pay attention, there isn't anything that he can do. So let me pray with you, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you would come and live on the inside of us. We're willing to heed your voice. We're committed to you, Lord. We ask you to help us. Love you. Praise you. Give you all the glory in your name. You said that prayer. I love it so much if you let me know. Now, don't let Satan control you with your feelings, but go ahead and take the word of God and apply it to your life. Go ahead and walk in the word and put aside how you feel, because when you do, when you believe what Jesus said, then you are going to have these great branches and you're going to be able to make this great difference to those around you. Things will not be the same when you follow after Jesus. He's so good. He's so in love with you. He wants you to know. And so pay attention to the word. For him who has even more will be given. And from him who has nothing, even what he has is going to be taken. It doesn't pay to be the one with hardly nothing. It doesn't pay not to pay attention. So thank you so much for listening to me. God bless you.